We now have a very special guest joining us on the show today, Hamish McKeach, the conductor of the NZSO for the NZSO and the Phoenix Foundation Celebrate Tour, coming to Dunedin August 31st. Kia ora, Hamish. Kia ora. Thank you for joining us on the show today. Whereabouts are you calling from? Uh, sorry? Whereabouts are you calling from today? Uh, Wellington. Whereabouts in Wellington are you? Uh, what is Aro Valley? Oh, awesome. Oh, cool. I'm going back so, to Wellington next week, so that's exciting. Yeah. Well, Luke Buddha and I both, both live in the valley. Oh, so nice. This is where great ideas come from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and speaking of great ideas, where did this relationship between the Phoenix Foundation and the NZSO originate? Yeah, well, uh, so last year um, we had an interim artistic ad- advisor, uh, Tony, from, from Colorado, and he said, sort of said to me, now oh, there's, there's a budget for a, a you know brand new project with a group, a Kiwi group. But he, he didn't know that many, so um, my idea was the Phoenix Foundation because I'd known them, yeah, I know them individually, off and on. I worked with them like Luke and Chris O'Connor on the drums, and I knew their output was was incredible. It's kind of a seminal Kiwi band, and so I thought their music would also suit um, being arranged for an orchestra with with, with them, you know. So, I mean, some music's not sort of suitable you know, to have, a, have an orchestra there, mm. but their stuff is because it's got sort of, sort of a lot of depth to it, a lot of space, and it's also really, you know, catchy, you know, all sorts of things, a lot of boxes, you know. Yeah, what mm. can the audience expect to hear on the night? Well, I mean, they're going to do all their songs, a lot of their good ones, and we can't fit everybody's favourite in. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, there's only so much time, you know. So they have, yeah, their output's uh, pretty massive. We can probably do two shows. Um, so um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a nice merging of the band and the orchestra. So the band, our brief was that we got um, four really good arrangers, and their brief was to be actually composing and arranging. So to really wow. do stuff Fantastic. with the orchestra, and the, the uh, yeah, the guys in the band like they really worked hard to not play the same things they normally play at a concert. <laughs> to sort of sit back, let the orchestra come through, and then they add their stuff to it. You know. So it's a nice synergy between the two, um, better than most other um, collaborations. Speaking of collaboration, um, yeah. your works in the past tend to be really heavily focused on that. You've worked with co-conductors in the past, and you've worked with just countless orchestras, mm. a very accomplished career, I must admit. Um, yeah. And uh, with, this organ- with this program that you're undertaking, with um, over 60 artists that you're arranging, with four other arrangers, how do you prevent the individual voice from being lost in the sea of um, you know, artists that you have to cope with? Yeah, well, I mean, you see my mind of your voice, or just uh, just like uh, the, the arrangers or composers. I mean, it's like um, it, it's very varied, uh, but you've got to try and for each project try and get the best out of um, everybody. Mm. You know, like it's like this particular project and a lot of like crossover things that we do, that I do, um, and uh, you know, you're both out of your comfort zone. So the orchestra's out of your comfort zone, so it's the band or the, or the solo artist or whatever. Mm. Um, and so you've got to make sure that as a conductor, that's what my job is, is facilitation, to make sure that both feel great, kind of gigs, you know, both sides. Um, uh, so I don't know if that answers the question, though. <laughs> yeah, no, I think no, you got I, it. I, I think, think you, you hit the nail on the head yeah. there. Um, yeah, and this, this particular collaboration was great because I, I, I was sort of doing it from the very beginning. I sort of I got the arrangers, I chose them because I, you know, I liked them and their, their specific voices that suited the music well, they would understand it. Hmm. Uh, in, in the past, they haven't had as much creative control uh, from the beginning. So sometimes you just you just have to work with what you've got. 
but in this case, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm really happy how it's worked out. Mm. What awesome. does the NZSO, what are they transforming the work of the Phoenix Foundation into that it hasn't been before? Well, the Phoenix Foundation, you know, they, what are they called? Space rock, um, <laughs> indie, uh, quirky, you know, like they've got a lot of um, um, words that describe their music. And uh, in, in this case, with the orchestra, I guess we're we're enlarging it, we're extending it sort of sideways in terms of sound and colour, mm. um, and sort of trying to add add to what they've already got. They've already got a pretty rich palette of um, ideas and sounds and colours and all that sort of thing. And so we're just making it bigger, and 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 I wouldn't you know, bigger and different. Yeah, but hopefully that could be comes through. You know, like because they got they got a pretty big sort of anthony space rock, what, call it what you will sound already <laughs> um, but the orchestra there would sort of like take it to the, to the, to the universe <laughs> something like that, I don't know yeah, something like that, I, I mean, mean it, it's fantastic conversely what does that kind of rock, indie music, whatever you want to class it as afford yeah. to classical music that it doesn't hold by itself um so, sorry, what, what did you say? Sorry. So, if we're talking about how the NZSO was transforming the work of yeah. the Phoenix Foundation, if we flip it over, um, yeah, right. what? Yeah, what does the Phoenix Foundation transform the NZSO into? Well, that's an interesting question. But I mean, I think that that's, um, how the arrangement written for the orchestra is, is, is not totally um, traditional. So it's a bit more contemporary, hmm. and so uh, the band really suits that. Completely, and, and in some ways, in some places, the actually orchestra providing these unusual sounds, different playing techniques on the instruments. Yeah. Mm. But the band is actually doing, still sounding like a band. So it's a bit of give and take in that way. You know, you know what I mean? So um, yeah, yeah. They, so I think that they're sort of pushing all those extra sounds they can get from the orchestra and, and making that more of a um, maybe a, 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 a nice, appreciative, um, appreciable palette for the audience, mm. as opposed to just taking the orchestra by itself. Uh, yeah, they're certainly helping in that way, um, getting getting un- unusual orchestral sounds out there in the public. Great. Well, you're really working with yeah. the strengths of both sides, so that's fantastic yeah, to yeah, hear. Yeah, it's, it's been really successful in that way. Yeah. How different is the audience that you see engage with these these rock or, or popular music uh, classical hybrids um, yeah. to the audience that would usually attend a traditional NZSO event? Um, well, it's... it's it is a bit more interactive. It's, it's not a standing up event, so it's still a sitting down event, which is not usually <laughs> for, the, for the band, right? Um, so just because you know, the halls were in, got to have a big enough stage for everybody, got to be a big hall, you know, it's, it just it comes from that. Um, yeah, I think that's, uh, the, the interaction's great. People are calling out names of songs that they want to hear that we're not doing and <laughs> things like that. Um, so it, it's, it's certainly more interactive and they, you know, there's no programs and no one knows quite what they're going to get song-wise, but they, they, they they all know it, and they're all right, really into it. It's sold incredibly well. I mean, we sold out like one in Auckland and Christchurch right here as well. Um, so massive support they have. Uh, it's fantastic. I, I, I've done some gigs before where people have gone to, to expecting some orchestra accompanying a band, and they've you know they've sort of talked all the way through it. And and so oh, oh we don't we don't get that with this. I did something with Ledger in, in Auckland uh, earlier in the year, and it was just like a well, there's no point in Auckland being there. So, because um, you know, the subtleties just didn't have a chance to get out um, mm. for whatever reason. But in this case, it's, uh, it works really well. Uh, so far, the audience has been fantastic. And, you know, hopefully some dancing might happen. I don't know. <laughs> some sitting down dancing. Yeah, you know, like, you can get up, you know, go in the aisles. 
I mean, yeah, we are doing Buffalo, which is one of the one of the people want to get get down to, you know. Yeah. <laughs> How were those shows in Wellington and Auckland earlier this year received? Oh, really fantastic! Yeah, really fantastic. Uh, so they sold really well, and uh, just overall very positive vibes. I mean, I suppose it was a you know one classical reviewer reviewed it sort of like ho hum about it all, but you know, <laughs> I, I, I would have expected that from them, that particular person. But yeah. But frankly, it's not for them. Uh, so, um, uh, no, it was really great. Uh, so, so positive. Uh, really wonderful uh, to see it all work like that. Oh, fantastic. Um, and am I right in thinking there are two new Phoenix Foundation songs that people are going to be able to hear for the concert? That's right. What can you tell us about them? Any any interesting well, facts or tidbits? Can't, can't say anything, can I? Oh, we're going to have to go along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one's called Transit of Venus. Uh, yeah, they're both, uh, both very much in the vibe of the band. Um, and uh, and one is uh, Transit of Venus has got a little catchy and in fact Transit of Venus we, we we're encouraging everyone to whistle so um, and, yeah, whistle a ch- it's a tune not just whistle whistle hopefully everyone else whistles the tune it's, it's, a, it's, it's a lot of fun and it's yeah they sound like the Phoenix Foundation those songs they're really really quirky and really cool and apparently this is also a rare opportunity to hear some of their soundtrack work performed live too, is that correct? Um, well, actually, unfortunately not. We couldn't put that into the gig. Oh, that's and a shame. one of those things that didn't come through with the, um, what we did for, um, what they did for um, Hunter the World of People, you know. Mm. And uh, we, we couldn't get it sorted. I mean, I know there was a choral thing that um, I think I was arranging for the film for them, but we don't have any singers. You know, it, it was a four-part choral thing, so we didn't, you know, and some things just didn't work out. But as I said, they got so many songs, uh, their outputs were massive that um, we were spoiled for choice. We could have done two shows, and then the Aww. film stuff would have been in that second show. Maybe we will. You know? <laughs> what a treat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And considering your wealth of experience that Raf touched on before, working with orchestras and ensembles all over the world, what's the yeah. unique point of difference when you're working with the NZSO specifically? Um, well, I think that this, this year, and this, this concert with the Phoenix Foundation is part of that, that we are trying to uh, reimagine what the orchestra does in the communities. And um, we're starting off with a, a series called the Shed Series, and it's in Shed 6 um, on the waterfront in Wellington. And we hope to take it around the country in the next couple of years. But it's kind of a mixture of, um, you know, the first one was like Mozart, Frank Zappa, and Stravinsky and um, that's a nice bit of variety it's super, it's, yeah it's, it's super informal and they were all linked actually in their own ways um, mm. which I, I, I talk a lot in the concert about all that but yeah you know, we had we have Craigie Range and Garage Project there the stand <laughs> there's no formal sitting it's people walk around and there's a group playing on one side of the shed and the orchestra on the other side you know so it's a real um, everyone's every event is different we've got one more this year in October and that sort of thing has proved really popular in that the environment is simply more casual mm. for, for, for people. And I think the orchestra, it's not so much that you need to do more uh, gigs with bands, it's more that you want to get people to come in here and orchestra just, you know, by themselves doing strange stuff and maybe some, you know, something from Mozart, you know, to hear it <laughs> an environment. And so, yeah, so it's, it's good to get people uh, relaxed and listening. Um, and, and not feel they have to go to a big concert hall. It's a little bit intimidating, maybe, for some people. Yeah, are you mm. finding um, that that's making it a lot more accessible for a more general yeah. audience to watch the NZSO and enjoy it? 
Yeah, when you're in, when you're in the industry, you don't find it inaccessible. It's quite natural, mm. but mm. that's not like that for everybody. Of course. So we 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 you know we want to explore the venues where we play at, um, and that sort of engages a bit faster with um, you know communities and people. Oh, fantastic. And yeah. where else might we be seeing you conducting or otherwise around the country in the future past oh, this yeah. tour? Uh, well, I think uh, well, in Dunedin I'll be back down doing the Nutcracker Ballet. So cool. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I've got a contemporary concert next week in Wellington. So that's a hardcore contemporary um, uh, chamber ensemble. And then I do some stuff. So I've just been in Sydney doing Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire live in concert. <laughs> awesome. That's with, fun. Uh, yeah, it's a whole, whole six shows in a week. So that was <laughs> that's, that's pretty, that's pretty well. You, you never know where I'm going to pop up, really, to be anywhere. <laughs> yeah. And if anyone's still sitting on the fence about coming to the NZSO and the Phoenix Foundation celebration on the 31st of August in Dunedin, what would you say to them to just get them over that, over that line and get them coming along to enjoy? Well, you know, if you want to listen to some Phoenix Foundation songs, you know, some of their albums, do that first. Uh, for mm. sure and um, I just just come with open ears it's all you can say to people just come to a gig and you know don't expect anything but just like be open when you're there and if you, have, if you start like that you, 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 know, you don't have to like it but, but I, I would say <laughs> I would say 99% you, you'd like, you, you, you'll love it Fantastic awesome. thank you so much for joining us on the show this afternoon Hamish My pleasure no worries All the best for the Christchurch show and looking forward to having you down in Dunedin sometime soon Yeah yeah so are we. Cool. Awesome. Have a lovely Thank afternoon you. in Arrow Valley. Thanks. Thank you. Well, not in Arrow Valley, but wherever you are. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> that was Hamish McKeach, the conductor of the NZSO for the NZSO and the Phoenix Foundation Celebrate Tour. As I said before, coming to Dunedin August 31st. I believe that is at the Regent as well. And you can still grab tickets. It's Indeed. not sold out quite yet. The Christchurch show the night before is sold out. So make sure you go and get your tickets very soon because I'm sure they are selling fast.